Hello, beautiful souls. Victoria here from Soul Healing Tribe and the Awakening the Healer Within training program.com. And today we're going to be talking about self-betrayal, which is potentially another way to say self-sabotage, which is probably what most people can identify with. So we're going to have a roundtable discussion and go over our definition and maybe some examples of how we have been dealing with our own self-betrayal issues, and maybe some client examples as well, if we have time. Welcome, everyone. Hi, I'm Amelvis from the Four Elements Healing. Happy to be here. Hey, everyone. Natalie Delane from NVibe Coaching. It's MJ Marshall, MJ Guiding Others. Beautiful. Anybody would like to start with your definition of self-betrayal? It sounds so sneaky. (laughs) So um, I'll start. So what I found is self-betrayal, it usually begins in childhood. And it occurs from when in order to get like love or safety or approval from at that point, it's usually our caregivers. We begin to really reject our authentic self and, and we develop patterns where at that point we have to ignore our needs and our desires and and our emotions emotions but um from doing that it just creates a pattern where we continue these behaviors throughout our life and we end up without even knowing most of the time until you until you learn about this betraying ourselves because and the reason it's betraying our it's self-betrayal is because we are not honoring ourselves. We learn to not honor ourselves and we uh, kind of put ourselves second. So that's why that's why it's called self-betrayal. I love I love that uh, the definition. It's way more eloquent than I would have put it. And I love that you bring it back to the childhood part of things, because a lot of things do start there. For me and how I see, especially with my clients, is when they're not taking care of their own needs. And as humans, we all have needs, right? Physical, emotional, spiritual, we have very important needs. And when we are not taking care of our needs in the sense that we're putting everything else on top of our own needs, that's that's a way of self-betrayal or self-sabotage as well, because we're just not tending to the things that are important for us. So goals, uh, dreams, desires, they kind of just go to the back burner or no burner and they kind of never happen. And that's a way of self-betrayal and not being your authentic self, right? Not showing up in the way you want to, not getting to the goals that you want to. Um, So it's really just bypassing our needs. And I think... I agree with all of you. I'm just going to add that for me, one of the things that I have come to notice about myself is that when I'm betraying myself, I'm saying yes, when I want to say no. (laughs) So it's like sneaking in, like you really want to say no, but there is a part of you that is doing some people pleasing and you betray, sabotage. Um, And that has been part of my journey too learn to say no when I 
really want to say no and be okay with that because sometimes we then feel guilty oh gosh you have to say yes and this and that so also taking responsibility um that has been a major part of my journey um from always taking responsibility for my actions um not putting the blame on others when I know I should know better I think that's also part of the self-betrayal because then if we don't take responsibility, we don't really um, know what to do about it. If it's on somebody else's hand to do X, Y, and Z, we're giving all of that power away. So I am giving my power to somebody else. So when I take that responsibility, I'm taking my power back to be able to heal what I need to heal and so on. So that will be my contribution. Right, right. No, I definitely, I agree with you, Victoria. I'm glad you brought that up because on the other side of disregarding ourselves um, comes where we actually disregard ourselves in the opposite way, like you said, by saying yes and people-pleasing. And there's so much around people-pleasing. Like, you know, it's we're supposed to be, a lot of people feel like we're being helpful and, and we're being selfless, but when it crosses over into we are hurting ourselves or we're not honoring ourselves and we're not connecting to like, what do you really want in, in any given situation, it, it is also self-betrayal. My perspective, I definitely agree with all of you ladies. Um, I see it a lot to do with childhood. In addition to that, um, our family, the dynamics of our family, and also conditioning of the world, uh, our culture, uh, how we're raised up to be, and trying to blend in a world that may not align with our highest purpose. So it can come about in a lot of frustrations from what I've experienced, from what I've seen my neighbors, my family members, uh, being sick, working yourself to almost death, you know. Um, so these are the things that I see in my community. Wow. So in terms of when you think of self-betrayal and self-sabotage, can you give us um, an example of some of your clients as well, what you experience, MJ, when they're going through that journey of learning to take responsibility and say no and so on? Absolutely. So for instance, when I was growing up, it was very normalized for a lot of uh, young ladies, young ladies to be working in the healthcare system, uh, system, like being nurses and whatnot. That was something I never wanted to do, right? And it, I noticed that a lot of people didn't want to do that, but they didn't feel like they had the resources, which they didn't, to do a lot of other things that they truly desire to do, like own their own business and do things that we're seeing to this day. A lot of uh, first time African-Americans become the first in different things. Had they had that luxury of being having those things exposed to them, they could have done those things. And what it causes is a lot of time wasted on a lot of different things that they never really wanted to do in the first place. Mm, great perspective. Thank you. 
For me, I see uh, self-betrayal a lot in negative self-talk with my clients, right? And so when we have this negative talk in our heads, no one knows what we definitely do. We all have it. It's okay. But I find that it's we're be constantly betraying our true nature, our true essence, right? Sure, we all have bad days and we're not always happy and perky, but it doesn't mean we need to go down a spiral of, I'm not good enough. I'm not as smarter than her. I'm never going to get there. I'm, and so I see this pattern of self negative self-talk often with my clients. And one of the ways that I like to help them is to shift that whole pattern of just, or even recognizing that it happens. Because so for so many people, it's such a natural thing that you don't even recognize that you're doing it. But it's a huge way. A second way that I see with my clients a lot too is procrastination, right? Like, I'll do it. I'll get there. Mm -hmm. It's on my list tomorrow. It, procrastination. It sounds funny because when we talk about self-betrayal, it sounds like such a big and heavy word, but what other way than not honoring your needs now, right? Like why put it off? Why not do it now? Why not work on that goal now? Why not go to law school now? Why all these things? And so I see the self negative self-talk and, and procrastination are two of the biggest ways that I see self-betrayal come up with my clients. So that reminds me, Natalie, of um, that fear of being afraid of success or failure, right? So it sounds like you're working with a lot of corporate uh, people for sure, <laughs> right? <laughs> How are you, Amelvis, um, seeing this with your quantum healing clients? Um, what I'm seeing with my clients is from, from years of self-betrayal, of not listening to ourselves, um, we lose that we, we disconnect from our intuition and our inner voice. So a lot of people feel like they, um, well, I don't have, my intuition's not good, I'm not intuitive. And it's not that because we all have that within ourselves, but it's more that you've lost, you've allowed that to be lost by not using it because you've put yourself on the back burner so much that you kind of have lost that connection. So I find it in that um, chronic indecisiveness, uh, like not just not knowing what you want, not knowing what you feel because you were never given the opportunity to, to have a voice. Um, and also um, like authenticity, inauthenticity in general. People that are like, I don't know who I am. I don't know why I'm here. So, you know, it, it takes, it definitely affects my clients and they come in with a lot of these issues. Yeah. And while you were speaking, um, one of the things that I remember about a lot of my clients, because I do see a lot of clients that are going on this spiritual journey is um, the self-betrayal by tapping into different energies that limit what they can do. And I'll give you an example. And there is a perception in some of the spiritual practices that I practice where if you work with an entity, let's say, I don't know, entity Y, oh, that entity doesn't like this type of person or doesn't like that type of person, right? So now you accept that um, belief as part of your belief too. And then you limit yourself to, oh, no, I'm supposed to be a virgin because I work with so-and-so, or I'm supposed to know 
do this because I'm not supposed to be hanging out with people that are lesbian or so because this entity is against that. So that is something that happens in the spiritual community. Uh, and I get to see with my clients because of the journey that they're taking. And then to work on releasing that belief sometimes can be like, oh, and now I am detaching myself from this spiritual side of me. So who do I become when I do this? And obviously it's a beautiful process because then you become who you're supposed to be but in the process of that there is a lot of doubts a lot of confusion yeah. mm-hmm. something that both of you um amy and victoria you mentioned the the saying yes and people pleasing another part that i see too and i teach this so almost all my clients is the art of saying no and they're like well i can't say no and i'm like well really you're saying you can't, but is that a choice or is that an obligation or is that just really how you see it? So reminding them that when we say no to external things, we're saying yes to ourselves. And that is like the best part of getting over the self-betrayal piece of things. Um, <clears throat> and the the guilt, I think, Victoria, you mentioned this, right? Like sometimes when we say no, we feel guilty about not showing up or not doing a thing and working through those things because I don't think that I believe that we don't need to feel guilty for saying no to something. If we're truly not in it and our authentic self is like, "Mm, my energy is not there today. I don't really feel like doing that. I don't have the time. We're human. It's okay to say no. And I love to remind clients and listeners today that it's okay. And there's different ways of saying no, right? You don't have to say, well, F you, bye. You can say, literally say, (laughs) I don't have the energetic space for that today, but can we talk about it next week? Right? One example of how to get through that. Very lovely. Yes. MJ, you want to say something? Yeah. So I can uh, say something with what you said, Natalie, regarding that is I feel like sometimes people, they have a hard time saying no from what I see is because when they're not uh, being authentic to themselves, they're stuck in these situations in their workplace, in their uh, religious practices, wherever it is. And they are people pleasing based on accepting. And it looks like, you know, you have to do certain things because you're not uh, doing what it is that you feel that you want to do based on, you know, pleasing others. Yeah, and to your point, MJ, I believe that the the issue with that What's behind that is feeling like you say, do I feel accepted? Do I feel like if I don't do this, then I'm going to be um, separated or disengaged from this relationship, right? So a lot of things are behind um, that idea of people pleasing. Also, for some people might be being afraid of criticism. If I say no, then this person is going to criticize me. So there is a lot behind that. In my journey, I think... Uh, the acceptance was a big part of my childhood, my teenager years, because for a long time I wasn't um I wasn't allowed to hang out with the other kids in the community because of the bone infection. So the parents thought she's going to contaminate my child. So I was kept away. Uh, I wasn't allowed to play with the other kids until I was a little older. And I think I worked really hard at 
having people come to me so I could be the one to reject them if I had to, because that was my mechanism to protect myself, right? So to work with that, it took me years and it's a process of understanding ourselves. And it's not easy. It's like this wave, like I thought I was doing better, but now I'm back and it comes and going, comes and go until one day you're like, whatever. <laughs> so I'll let somebody yeah, else share. That makes, that makes a lot of sense. Well, um, Natalie, I agree with you as far as it's, it's super important to seek support because as we begin to set boundaries, there's a lot of anxiety and a lot of guilt that comes up. Um, you're going to disappoint and confuse a lot of the people around you that are used to, to you not have, you know, not standing up for yourself. So it's really important to do that. It's really a lot of these people are your family members, right? So yes. you want, yes. yeah. I was yeah, going to say, I love that you brought that up, Amy, because it does get confusing when we start placing these boundaries around us that we never had before. Right. People have expectations because we've set those expectations. Right. So when we try to shift them and change them, they're like, but wait a minute, you always pick me up after work. Why aren't you here today? Right. So communicating those, being accepting of those. But one thing, I, Victoria, when you were talking, I realized sometimes and this happened to me, too. We're not aware that we're self we're betraying ourselves. Right. And we're self-sabotaging. For me, when I was younger with dating men, I was so afraid of getting left or dumped that I would already start going through like, well, if this doesn't happen by this date, then I'm going to just dump him and this whole elaborate thing. But I honestly wasn't even aware that that was like me doing that until years later, right? And late thirties, like, but I, I, I was sabotaging every relationship that I was in and then wondering, I'm like, why can't I keep someone well, because I was doing this. So that level of awareness too, right? And it's it's okay that we're not aware, but we, all the four of us are here to help you with this podcast, starting with this, to get aware. Like, it's okay that we have these behaviors and there are ways to shift past them. Yeah, so you, you're very strategically letting them go. <laughs> yeah, because, and obviously it's not like an overnight thing. Like, oh, okay, great. I, I was self-sabotaging. Let me change that. No, it's it's work. It's It's a lot of work and it is possible. And I think that that's something that we really don't think about self-sabotaging, self-betrayal when we're younger. No one was ever talking about those things. No one's talking about that in the community. It wasn't until I got to college when I was in my clinical social work program that that came up. And then we started, you know, diving into what that meant and these aha moments like, okay, that's what that always was. And then when we went into healing, you know, with you, Victoria, it, it comes up again until we're ready to start working on ourselves. That's when that word becomes like this word does exist and it, how it applies to me. Right, and new vocabulary. <laughs> right, and and we know this, but and that's that's where all the pushback comes from others because they they may not be aware of self sabotage or self betrayal. So to them, it just looks like you're disregarding them or you're betraying them. <laughs> yeah, so it looks like you're being a right because you're being selfish. you're becoming someone new that's you know selfish <laughs> yeah but we also have to understand 
where they're coming from. They're used to the old right. version, right? right? Absolutely. And they're not, they don't know about, they may not know about this. So to them, you're just, you're abandoning them. Right. And that, that is part of the fear. If I become, if this person is becoming this new person, what does that mean in our relationship? Where, right. where do I stay right. in that relationship? I so love how you do said- you, go ahead. Sorry. No, I was just going to really say, I love that you said the word selfish, Amy, because a lot of people, when we start prioritizing ourselves and saying no, there is this perception that we're becoming selfish. But for me, and as a coach, I say this all the time, it's not selfish when it's taking care of yourself. Self-care is not selfish. And there's a, a huge distinction, right? If you're always saying no and never show up for people, sure, maybe you're being selfish. But every once in a while, when you're learning how to navigate this, it's okay. It's okay to like take care of your needs first. And then when we take care of our needs first, we're in a better position to take care of everyone else anyway. So I just wanted to make a point of that because the word selfish nowadays gets thrown around so much, but it's okay to take care of ourselves. Yeah. Well, that could be a compliment, right? As well. If, so, if your friends that are still in the old version of who they are, like the, mm-hmm. the same version, and they're telling you that you're selfish. Sometimes those negative compliments can be a good compliment when we reflect on them. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm curious about what are your techniques to um, put in place healthy boundaries in regards to self-sabotage, uh, betrayal, and self-betrayal? Um, well, I'm going to, I'm just self-sabotage, I guess. Um, so what I find helpful is to just begin as far as self-betrayal to begin making small promises to yourself and to actually keep them because as every time we let ourselves off the hook every time we say you know I'm going to get up and go to the gym and then we don't those little things that we don't even realize are self-betrayals we are saying at that moment when we have that you know when that opportunity comes up to follow through we're saying, no, I'm not important right now. Something else, I'm busy at work or whatever. So yeah, so just waking up at a certain time, meditating, uh, all drinking enough water, all these little things that we say we're going to do, um, honoring these promises to yourself really helps you rebuild trust with yourself and you know, holding yourself accountable. And that's beautiful. Natalie? I love that. I do two exercises. The first one, I start with literally having them make a list of their needs, right? I love to, I love to swim. I walking every day, a list of their needs. And then the second column is how often do you, do you check that list, that need off, right? And maybe not all of them are daily things, but I have them look at like what their needs are, how often they're met. And when they're not met, the last column, what happens, right? It's like coming outside of yourself to see where you are with this. And I love this exercise for people. The second one that I love to do is getting to the underlying belief that they truly have, right? Like, why are you continuing to self-sabotage? Why are you betraying yourself? Like, what are you truly believing about yourself? Like, what values do you think you have or what values are you not aligning with? And let's get to the bottom of what's really going on. And I, the combination of those two works wonders for people. I mean, again, this isn't overnight work, but it, it's it's like a really good start to helping them set up some healthy boundaries. What about you, MJ? I'm really curious. 
as far as your clients, because I'm sure that um, you find yourself needing to guide them through some of these situations? Well, initially, well, immediately I thought about narcissistic families, right? When you have those overbearing parents, those overbearing family members that they see that you're trying to care for yourself, right? And they're persistent about calling. And every time they call, they want to go into why you shouldn't be selfish. Sometimes it's good. It has been good for me to make those boundaries where I'm not taking every phone call. I'm not taking every phone call. I'm spacing it out <laughs> to allow myself time to, you know, and they're going to be there. You know, they're going to be all right. <laughs> they will be fine. <laughs> I'll share with you the little thing that I do whenever I have a, an issue and I'm trying to figure out what is the issue in regards to the situation when it comes to boundaries. I do something like this. This is where I am. This is where I want to be. And what is in the middle of that? And the boundary could be something like, you know, I, in this specific situation, let's pick a scenario. I having argument with my sister, for example, with my sister, what is the issue? Why I couldn't tell her no, or why did I say yes? Or why I felt X way, right? I'm making something up. And whatever is in the middle of between that, the way that I wish I responded or I behaved is my issue that I need to work on. So that helps me um, figure out easier, easily what I need to work on. Because sometimes it's like, if someone says, let's say you have an issue, uh, I don't know, let's say MJ, you have an issue and you need $10,000 and you say, can I borrow $10,000? I'm going to be like, well, do do I have the $10,000? If I don't have the $10,000, it's easy to say no. But if I have the $10,000, I'm going to be like, oh my God, maybe I should say yes. Oh my God, why? But then when I go back into that little line, do I have to say yes? Do I have to say no? And why, right? Like what is between me making that decision? And do I feel comfortable with that decision? Or am I going to regret it later because then it comes resentment and anger and all of that, right? So it could be... Um, Something so simple, like what is between the outcome and me, that wall in between, what what do I call it? You know, could sometimes it could be anger. Like I am still angry that this happened. Well, I need to go back to that situation, right? If you keep coming back with something that happened in the past, you know, you have a big issue. So just a little tool. Anything else you want to share before we finish today? I think we cover a lot in a short time. I just want to remind everyone that it, it is okay to say no. Right? I know that it seems difficult at first and there are all these expectations, external expectations, and it's okay, especially when you're communicating, right? That's the thing. If you say, I cannot do this today because, and you don't always have to give examples, but I think at the beginning, when we're trying to get some of our power back, like I think Victoria and Amy both said that, it's a work in progress. Like over communicating helps when you're when you're going through this journey and trying to take some of that energy back. Yeah. Yeah, it's definitely important to give yourself permission to put yourself first at times. And also okay. fun. <laughs> Say that again. Sometimes it's fun to just put yourself first, right? Like 
there's some days that I, it's like, I call them no electronic days and I just don't answer anything. And when I don't do that, I'm like outdoors, riding my bike, going to the pool. It's fun. It can be fun too, right? Like taking some time for ourselves to replenish and yeah. Yeah. It doesn't always have to be so serious, huh? Mm -hmm. <laughs> Thank you for the reminder. Yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> You know, I'm Scorpio Moon, Scorpio, um, Scorpio Sun, Scorpio Moon, Pisces Rising. I am serious most of the time. So no, no, it's a good reminder. no You're Scorpio Sun and Moon. No wonder you're, you're like my mom and my dad, which is which is why I also get along with you well. But now I understand the dynamic a little more. I'm sure. <laughs> and the last minute messages, guys. <laughs> And Jay, anything else you want to share? Yes, you know, when we're portraying ourselves, uh, self-portraying ourselves, that we're not reaching our full potential. And to remember that you are the most important person in this world. Make sure that you take care of yourself. Beautiful. I love that. And Melvis? No, that covers it. <laughs> okay, we'll see you guys on the next one. <laughs> Thank you. Bye, guys. <laughs>